Imperial battleship, halt the flow of time. I cannot swim, you Spanish peacock. I'm not Spanish, I'm Egyptian. You five-star double-rated astronavigatrix. Uh, 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 what? Space herpy. Give me the remote control. Good heavens, General, that sounds like a woman. Impossible! Welcome, listener, to Starcrest. We discuss genre movies released before the year 2000. In this episode, we'll discuss Messiah of Evil from 1973. It's a horror movie, and my name is Ebba. And my name is Linnea. So Linnea, why did we choose to watch this movie? <laughs> uh, well, there's a quite simple reason for that. Uh, this is a public domain movie, mm. so you can find it legally, like almost everywhere it's on archive.org it's on youtube it's in a number of uh, dvd box sets so it's quite easily available and we needed that because one of us decided to move away so we can't watch <laughs> movies together anymore <laughs> yes someone did and someone is ashamed of that fact so there you go <laughs> but at least i'm not sweating down in the south so I feel true, pretty good true. about that. Yeah, it it is a really warm day today, so I'm, you know, that's that's a good reason. Yeah, for I'm not jealous. <laughs> but yeah, you can watch this movie. I watched it on uh, YouTube, and the quality was uh, perfectly fine, in my opinion. However, mm. I will say I would have definitely liked to have watched this in better quality because there were a lot of things similar to a different movie that I'm we might bring up later on, uh, Suspiria. Mm -hmm. That is. Uh, and I would just feel like this in Blu-ray would have been a nice experience. So I'll put yeah, that out there. I, you can find it mm -hmm. for free, but you probably might want to watch it in a better quality. Yeah, but, um, I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, I think there is a pretty good DVD um, edition of it out there, published by a company called Code Red, if I remember correctly. Uh, okay. But there's no Blu-ray copy because as far as I know, they don't actually have the original masters anymore uh, so it's not it's uh, not possible as far as i know uh, I don't quote me on it i, I haven't i haven't checked but that was my understanding when i read a little bit about the film so what is it about well uh it, it, to be honest it doesn't have that much of a plot it has no. other strengths shall we say uh but the, the, the general gist of it is that we meet the young woman called arletti uh, and she learns that her father has gone missing and she receives notes from her father that says, you know, don't go look for looking for me. But she does anyway, because it's a horror film and everyone are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Rude, but true. So fair. Yeah. No, no. Uh, that's just a horror movie joke. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> she, she goes looking for him in this uh, city, village, I'm not quite sure of the size of it, but a place called Point Dune. Mm. Uh, and she can't find him there. But she meets some other people, uh, three of new friends, which is uh, Tom, Tony, and Laura. Mm -hmm. uh, and Tom, I believe, says that he is a collector of legends, uh, and he's very interested in uh, a legend of a dark stranger mm -hmm. who is prophesied to return to this town and, and pretty much um, spread his evil religion, uh, yeah, basically. Yeah. And this starts to happen during the film and people turn into zombies slash cannibals uh, and it's sort of implied in the end that they let 
are let to live so that she can travel beyond the city and, and spread the word. But she ends up in a in an asylum. Yeah. <laughs> in an it's asylum, dead. yes. But I, I believe she says in the end that uh, they'll find me anyways or something like that. Yeah. So even though yeah. she's in an asylum, she's kind of just waiting for the days to go until shit hits the fan again. Mm-hmm. Um but it is a very atmospheric movie. That's definitely yes. how I would describe it uh, yeah. foremost. Um, there is... Psycho- psychedelic. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Vibes of that, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. But there's also, like I mentioned before, like the Suspiria connections, because they're both, like, obviously set in the... or made in the 70s, and you do have that sort of eerie mystery, a lot of slow shots, and a lot of, like... Uh, there's a lot of um, voiceover and things like that going on. So it's just, it's it's a neat mystery horror movie. Um, and how did you feel about the main character? Did you feel like you got a good grip of her or? Not really. Um, she, I, she wasn't the most well-developed character, mm. but I did understand her motivations for the most part, um, you know, in her looking for her father and, and um, you know, trying to connect to some of the people in the town that might have known him or might yeah. have known of him. Uh, so it, it makes sense, mostly. Um, and I, I feel like the, the movie was sort of intentionally not focused on character development, uh, which might be... I don't know, both the strength and the weakness of the film, I suppose. Uh, but she wasn't very interesting as a main character, but she was fine. You know, Agreed. I don't have any any big complaints, really. Yeah. Um, you don't get like a major sense of what her, of like how she is outside of Point Dune. No, no. I think that's just that's like true. the main issue, really. If we just mm. have some sort of maybe in conversations with uh, Tom, for example, who she sort of gets to in an, a romantic relationship with, uh, maybe just a little bit of that, and then I think you would have sorted mm. that bit out. But like you say, it's yeah. not really focused on the characters in that way. So as a viewer myself, I didn't really feel like it was off-putting in any ways but it was definitely something that I thought about while watching it that Mm -hmm. they were a bit flat they were quirky but they were a bit flat yeah yeah I agree um and I also wanted to to go back a little bit at what you mentioned in the beginning uh you compared it to Suspiria and uh this movie is directed and produced by Americans but it feels very Italian yes in the style yeah took the words out of my mouth yes (laughs) so um you know in my head I compared it of course to Dario Argento this is like a low budget Dario Argento it felt like um and also there's an Italian director called um Amando de Osorio, he hmm. made movies like Tombs of the Blind Dead, which is also kind of a zombie film. Um, I, I, I sort of got those vibes uh, also. So very, very Italian. I was very surprised to learn that it was not an Italian film, actually, because it feels very inspired by that style yeah, of movie making. Definitely, definitely. Um, but all the names are American <laughs> on the, in the credits, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> but there are there are some really neat scenes, and I would just like to point out, like for example, one of my favorites, and it's when one of the girls that Arletti, the main character, meets up with Tom and his two almost like groupies, let's say, 
mm-hmm. uh, and she's called Tony and she's the youngest one and at one point this is this is why the movie is kind of bizarre as well because they they know that some shit is going on it's weird they they know that something isn't right but she decides to go to the movies and this village or this city is basically sort of dead you know well literally dead because everyone is yeah. turning to <laughs> sort of walking dead people but um this movie like this cinema movie scene is just great she goes in and there's just like one guy in the in the what's it called the um biosalongen the auditorium i don't yeah. Even know like but yeah. but you know in the where they have all the seats and everything uh, and she sits down and it's a country movie and she just like goes like oh fuck and then there's just like <laughs> insane action going on on the screen and it's a country movie and it's just insane like there's so many explosions and slowly but surely the salon is sort of like filling up with these weird dead people and she just keeps mm-hmm. she doesn't notice anything because obviously the the noise and everything it's so loud from the movie that's that she's watching but slowly the cinema is getting packed with these white weird really dead looking people and it's great and it's really horrifying but <laughs> thrilling at the same time uh, it's it's amazing i really enjoy that scene um how original it is i, ca- I can't say i can't recall a scene like that up the top of my head but i really enjoyed it i think it was well executed and things like that so mm-hmm. yeah. just one of my favorite I mean, scenes there yeah, I mean, a horror scene in a cinema isn't exactly unique. Yeah, but, definitely. Uh, the way the way this one is set up, I think, is is uh, very uh, typical of this kind of movie. And as you mentioned, the, this scene in particular is one of the best ones in the whole film. And you know, the 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 sort of when she notices, she sort of yeah. looks around at one point and notices like, just how many what? strange people. Yeah, where did they come there? from? <laughs> you can see it. Like, yeah. oh my god, I've been sitting yeah. here. Um, shit has been happening behind me. <laughs> you know, she she just panics, what? and it's yeah. um, it's a wonderful mm. scene. I, I really dig it. Yeah, really great. Mm-hmm. Was there any sort of scene like you uh, would um, like to like to spotlight on or? I think the one uh, with um, Laura, which is one of the the other groupies, mm. uh, not the one in the cinema, she goes to a shopping mall and she just yes. walks in there normally. And then yes. she looks to the like um, uh, the part of the store where they keep the meat and people are just oh, hanging over there yes. eating the flesh. Oh, and she's like, oh dear. I'm jumping in my seat now because I really <laughs> like that one too. Uh, and then uh, she, she she tries to get out of the store, but she can't. So she, they just sort of run around in store chasing each other and there's no no music you're just yeah. hearing the footsteps on the Those floor and heels yes yes <laughs> it's eerie mm-hmm. uh, i think the way that that uh, scene is shot so yeah that that's also a really good one yeah and like that that uh, store is li- really like well lit so mm-hmm. it's not it's not like dark and she's like ooh no it's like bright daylight lit in there so it's just like this really nasty looking well not nasty but you look just really ah oh, i don't know how to put it but it's 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 a great scene i i would really appreciate it that you ah i really appreciate it that you brought that one up because i almost forgot about mm. it honestly but that puts um reminds me of another scene with laura again where she hitchhikes <laughs> <Yes>. with, 
<laughs> oh my god can you describe this one because i feel like i'm just jumping all over here so <laughs> oh yeah this, this is a really strange one uh she hits her hike with this albino guy and he we've seen him once before in the film where he was kind of introduced um but she, he's just really strange i mean he's yeah the way he's talking like, and everything yes you can I mean, tell he's, immediately he's... like don't get in the truck <laughs> don't do it and he he like offers her a mouse a dead mouse and like i like to eat them they're good he's like, yeah i want to get out <laughs> and you're just like yeah. oh I'm fine. stranger danger uh, <laughs> yeah but the, the weird thing is like when she's on the road and she's like trying to hitch a ride, um, she looks up at the truck because he's driving a truck and there's mm-hmm. like five or six people in the truck just sitting there staring blankly into nothing. And she's like, she, she yeah, shrugs. I think they're looking at the moon. Yeah, or um, something like that. And she just shrugs yeah. and be like, oh, whatever, I'll get in. <laughs> it's weird. And I kind of loved it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was really good, by the way, the yes. albino, oh. uh, because f- first of all, he Tiny has this really unique, unique look, and he just really plays uh, at this whole, you know, being a creepy yeah. kind of zombie guy. Uh, he, he's not really a zombie, but he's like shepherd of I, them almost. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I think of him sort of like the original idea of a zombie, um, hmm. uh, because the the term. Or the concept of a zombie has sort of been been um, polluted somewhat in media today. But the original idea of a zombie was very different. Like uh, a servant. More hu- m- yeah, mm. more human-like than what many zombies today are. And I think he, he sort of encapsulated that. Yeah. And he's really, really creepy. <laughs> yeah, great, great actor for the part. I don't recall his name, yes. but um, yeah, I, I think sort of the casting is kind of great for the movie as well none of them like i've said a few times in this podcast i feel like or at least once (laughs) but none of them are gonna get like an oscar or anything but they are just perfect for the role in this sort of movie Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe i would have liked a little bit more of arletti but Mm. i think she was fine everyone was just fine for sure yeah um is there anything else you want to pick out on your scene or something like that no, I think we covered the, the the best ones, you know, the one in the cinema, the one at the shopping mall and the hitchhiking scenes. Those are, those are yeah. by far my yeah. favorites. Though yeah. um, so I would like to just draw some attention to some of the the, the scenery and some of the sort of the, the, the background, so to speak, in the film. Uh, because Arletti's dad is an artist and they, they spend a lot of time in his apartment and like the bathroom. He has actually like painted the walls with his kind of art, and it's just it's paintings of people, uh, very they're black and white kind of, and very so, uh, sort of uh, otherworldly to some extent. And there's some really good scenes, like when Tony she's taking a bath, and we see her, but we also see parts of the wall with the, these paintings, and it's it looks really really neat. I think. Yeah, I, there's a technique. I believe it's called. I'm going to butcher this, but like trompe l'oeil or something. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so sorry, French people. But it's basically where you you might paint a window on a wall, basically, to make it look mm-hmm, like you have a window mm-hmm. there. And it's kind of like that because you have these escalators, two of them on the wall, and they're kind of drawn in, I mean, they're not realistically painted, but the way that these paintings sort of like frames the room make it a bit disorienting. 
and mm-hmm. as an audience that is kind of like a creep factor as well as you're watching it because you don't know like is a door gonna open up um out of the the, the black between two people there or is the shade or the shadow there is that a person actually so mm. it was it's a really neat neat setting and you have also have this really strange bed <laughs> which is like <laughs> hitched on four chains going straightly from the ceiling down so as you're sleeping on it it sort of sways like you're on a boat or something and that too can just like the images that you can picture up in your own mind as you're watching the movie like oh my god she's gonna get stuck there and people are gonna be clamoring all over this thing and it's gonna it doesn't really happen like that but it's uh it has these nice setting um set pieces that make you I don't know if interact would be the right word, but sort of like interact with the movie a bit more uh, when you're watching it. Yeah, I mean, it definitely enhances yeah, yeah. Uh, the the core sort of concept of the film, I think, because as we mentioned in the beginning, it's a very atmospheric film. Mm. Uh, and I think the set pieces um, enhances the sort of psychedelic and, mm. and surreal uh, feeling of the movie and it, it succeeds very well in that regard I think there are many other weaknesses as the, in the film but that's not one of them that's yeah. one of the biggest strengths of it yeah and I was going to get to that because I'm kind of interested in hearing what you would say is its weaknesses or one of the weaknesses where would you like to have improved the movie a- apart from the characters well, which we dis- did discuss mm, earlier so I think it's um, sort of explains the plot quite poorly. Um, I mean, I understand that part of that is maybe intentional because he wants to keep it sort of mysterious, and that is part of what the, you know what we just talked about. But at at the end of the movie, we're, we're at a certain point in, in the film. I was very confused about what was going on. It's really not until the the end of the film mm. that some things are cleared up, and I think it could have. De- deliver that better, deliver it more clearly, um, and, or, or maybe just spread it out more. Sort of the, the 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 hints we are getting to this legend of the dark stranger, spread it out more because as as it is now, I feel it's too too concentrated. Maybe at the end of the film where we we learn most of of what's going on there. Definitely, um, there's definitely a big chunk of the movie where characters are sort of just doing things for the sake of doing them and you can't really see like Mm -hmm. where's the agency like why are you going to that place i don't Mm -hmm. understand you right now Uh, and like you say maybe that's intentional because like the mystery element and they kind of want to keep you in the dark a little bit but to a point you need to have the audience with you and you shouldn't need to fix that with a voiceover later you know Mm -hmm. Yeah. I should be able to sort of tell what's going on with the pictures <laughs> you're showing me. Yeah. I shouldn't yeah. need the voiceover <laughs> as a man is walking on the beach. Recollect, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. I, I definitely agree with you. And that's why, and I'm, I know I'm jumping ahead now, but that's why I, it, we had Suspiria remade last year. I haven't seen that mm. one yet. It's supposed to be really good. So I, I am looking forward to seeing it at one point. But if we're talking about remaking mystery horror movies from the 70s, this is one that I would really stand behind being remade. 
Yes, I would yes, love I to see this being remade in some in a director that is known for having a really clear vision and really playing up the imagery a lot. So, like I said, I'm jumping ahead, but I would just I, I would love to see this remade. I believe that there is something really unique, and you can definitely pull up the volume on a few things and have a really great creepy movie. So for me, it's kind of, it's kind of like, it's not quite there yet, this mm. movie. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, it's gone, a, it's gone, a, it's gone far, but it hasn't gone far enough. Yeah. So. No, I, I totally agree with you. Uh, that's uh, um, really, really good idea, I think, to remake this film um, because it has, it has those really good interesting qualities you know it's 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 a mystery horror film it's not a violent horror no. film and i i enjoy those kinds of horror films much more mm. um than say movie like saw or something i'm not a big fan mm. of saw movies Agreed. they're just too much too much for me uh, <laughs> um but this is you know the suspenseful mysterious mm. horror flick uh this one does it perfectly and and i think there's a lot of room for that kind of horror today um and combine that with uh, the kind of aesthetic that is in this film and if you you keep that aesthetic in a remake and maybe Amp play it up, it up even yeah. more yeah just go uh, just go way just pull up it up for 100% more <laughs> really and I would also appreciate it if it was set in the 70s because I think that there is something about that era like you're thinking the villages and the towns, because there's less people, oh, I'm going to sound like rambly here again, but because there's <laughs> less people, there's bigger distances between things as well. And because you don't mm-hmm. have internet and cell phones, um, there's also a bigger distance in that way. And that mm-hmm. does add to the fact that, to the sort of feeling of isolation. So I feel like this could be um, a period movie, <laughs> if you may. <laughs> That's not yeah, usually yeah. a thing that you call a, a horror movie but it could be a period movie i think yeah. as well um so in conclusion then i think uh, we both uh, like the film uh, even though we we sort of recognize that it, it has its weaknesses and it's not the highest budget movie but it looks pretty good for uh, the, the kind of uh, film mm. that it is uh, and since it is public domain you can find it pretty much anywhere and uh, we recommend you check it out i mean it's uh, it's a pretty cool movie actually mm-hmm. so uh, I liked it. And that brings us to Bang Bon Blast. This is our version of Fuck Mary Kill in the same order. And I am absolutely dying to know which one of this amazing smorgasbord, as always, it's always amazing here at Restaurant Bang Bon Blast, <laughs> BBB. We have Arletti, the main character. We have Tom, main character's love interest lanky tall dude and we have also laura the uh, poor choice of hitchhiking lady <laughs> linea have your pick um well i mean <clears throat> two of these characters dies in the film and uh one ends up in an asylum so i'm not sure that either one is very good but True. i suppose <laughs> uh i don't know i think i would bang laura because she was really pretty she was really beautiful the actress there um i don't know maybe this is i don't know i don't know i guess bond 
Tom, maybe? I have no hmm. good reason for that. I don't know. Sounds like you're doing know. the same brain <laughs> gymnastics that I'm doing right now in my head. So yeah, we're on the same level here. It's a really hard choice, actually, to yeah. pick between I think the problem three. is, as we mentioned earlier, that you don't really know a lot yeah. about these characters from outside the film. So, you know. <gasps> oh my God, do you realize that this is a really good <laughs> test on like, <laughs> how well do you know the characters after the movie and can you choose between them? In a selection like this, so this yeah, this does says a lot. Of, this do say say a lot about about the movie. Interesting. Yeah, I'm having equally hard time choosing. So I think um, we'll leave it at that. Maybe <laughs> for the first time in Star Crash history. <laughs> yeah. So, so then. I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, we're gonna leave these poor people single. Are you fine with that? <laughs> sure, sure. Sure. Yeah, okay. So then we're moving on to argue why this should win a Gordon. And a Gordon is, of course, our version of the Oscars. And we do choose the categories ourselves. And like I've said before, it is absolutely as legitimate as the Oscars themselves. So, Linnea. <laughs> uh, well... I actually think I have to give a Gordon to the cinema scene because that was a really good scene. Uh, Thank you for that, Lydia. <laughs> um, Thank you. I would uh, say that it is the uh, eeriest and creepiest mm -hmm. scene in a cinema in a horror film, oh. but I haven't seen every horror film out there, so it might not be, but it's the eeriest that I have seen and I liked it a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it wins, of course it does, because that scene was <laughs> really good. It was really good. And my reason why this movie should win a Gordon is for the grooviest looking bed attraction. And like you said before, I haven't seen all movies out there. I'm sure there are a lot of groovy bed attractions. But it wins in 1973. Okay? Okay? <laughs> Got a problem? No? I'm, I'm not arguing <laughs> against it. I'm in that kind of mood today. <laughs> so, double feature. You got any? Well, I think uh, we already mentioned how, how very Italian this film is. And I think it could work as a double feature with many Italian movies out there. Especially if you look at the slightly lower budget uh, kind of, of uh, horror or maybe sci-fi movies out there. There's quite a lot. There's quite many Italian movies. <laughs> and um, I've seen quite a few of them. And they're entertaining, most of them. So uh, maybe, as we mentioned, uh, Tombs of the Blind Dead, which is another zombie mm. film a uh, different kind of zombie film than this one uh, but still um, uh, entertaining and I think uh, it could work well with uh, Messiah of Evil um, and also uh, Dario Argento's films as mentioned uh, he's um, higher budget uh, <laughs> or director than uh, the guys behind uh, Messiah of Evil but uh, if you don't mind that I think um, pretty much any of Argento's movie could work as a double feature with this one. Yeah. Like like Suspiria or um there's another one that I've seen. Oh, I don't remember what it's called right now. Um something with red, I think. Never mind, cut that out. Yeah, or you could put that on <laughs> Instagram as a recommendation later if you feel like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes Linnea just doesn't remember, okay guys? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm not going 
really in that direction. I'm going for the zombie direction. And I just feel like you can't go wrong with a movie like Dawn of the Dead. And I feel like you could start the movie off with this sort of slow-paced movie. And then you go into Dawn of the Dead. It's still slow-paced-ish. But it does have a lot of great action. And a lot of great classic zombies. A real treat. I'm sure everyone's watched it by now. But it is really good. Yeah. Uh, so, listener, have you seen Messiah of Evil? Well, as mentioned, you can find it anywhere. Go watch it. Uh, Ebba and I enjoyed it. And uh, when you've seen it, we want to know what you think. So go to our Facebook page, Starcrash Podcast, where you can share your thoughts and also give us recommendation- recommendations for future episodes. Uh, we also have an Instagram account, uh, if that's more to your liking. So uh, go check that out. That's also Starcrash Podcast. And join us in two weeks as we sit down and talk about another movie. Bye. Bye. Thank you.